0: Om Namo Brahma Vipio, Brahma Vitya, Sampradaya Kartupio, Vamsirishi Pio, Mahapio, Namo Gurupiaha, Shankaram Sankarajaram, Keshamam Badarayanam, Sutra Vashi Prado, one day, Bagavando, Punapunaha, Ishuru, Gururat Yomavat Vyapta Dehaya, Sri Dechina Murte, Namaha, Ariyum. So in the last three classes, we have seen the preamble and and the settings under which the dialogue between Nachiketa and Yama is taking place. Just a quick recapture, Nachiketa's father was doing the Vishwajit Yaga, he was giving all all his wealth and everything, so the son goes and asks the father, whom are you going to give me to? And pestered by the son, the father says, I am going to give you to death. And that makes Nachiketa to land in front of Yamadeva, or Lord of Death uh, Palace. And he was incidentally not there. So for three days, Nachiketa, without entering the palace, he was waiting outside without food and uh, water. So when he comes back, Yamadeva's uh, Ratni says that, Tejasri Brahmana boy is there, waiting outside for you. Last three days, he has not taken anything. For each day, he can, you know, bring all calamity if you don't respect him and bring him into the palace and bring water. And uh, so, Yama does all the required welcoming for Najiketa and then says that since uh, you are there, waiting for me last three days, you can ask three boons from me and I'll be glad to give you the same, whatever is your desire. So the first desire which Nachiketa asked was that when I go back, my father should not have angry anger on me and I should be looking the same and my father should not have any misunderstanding. He should be able to... uh, you know, forgive me and accept me, which Yamadeva says yes. That boon is granted. You will, uh, your father will have a good night's sleep, and he will uh, be fresh and without any anger when you wake up, and uh, you will be seen in the same form. In the philosophical implication of this boon is that this is, uh, as per some of the commentators, saying that this is what is indicated here is that. If the Jivan Mukta's uh, return to the world for vyavahara That appearance-wise, he look, may look the same, and, but what has changed is his knowledge. Here also, Nathiketa gets the knowledge from the the Master himself, the Lord of Death. And the second boon, what he asked was, he wanted to know, what is that Agni uh, Upasana, Panjagni Upasana, what? which takes people to surga loka and what is the methodology. So as a ritual upasana part, Yama Deva explains that and pleased with the way in which Nachiketa absorbed that instruction completely and repeated it, Yama was so happy that he said that from today onwards, this Agni will be known as Nachiketa Agni for everyone who is this, doing this Agni And he also gave a a, a necklace made of different colored gems. And then he asked Nachiketa to ask the third boon. And in the third boon, Nachiketa stumps Yama by a question which he never expected from a teenager boy to ask such a question. He, the third question which Gera asks is that I hear that some people say that after death there is something left which is traveling, going out of the body. Some say there is nothing. With the end of the death, everything is over. Can you appraise me? Can you educate me on the truth between the two statements, which is right, which is wrong? And if it is, which is right? Tell me what it is. Yaman, this is the secret of the secrets, which only Lord Death knows, and even even the other devas and uh, the Sorgaloka Vasi who are residing in Sorgaloka, they are not knowing this fact. So, if this has to be exposed to Nachiketa, which is uh, very subtle in nature, the ed- education or the the Vidya itself is in subtle in nature. And to test whether Nachiketa is a potential candidate for it, Yamadeva offers him multitude of things, like he can be the king of the world, he can have the biggest palace in the world, he can have the wishful, anything what he wishes in the form of material like horse, cattle, chariots, uh, elephants, or gold. Whatever he wants, he can desire, it can be given. Then seg- when he rejects that, then Yama understands that he's not going to get an easy candidate for this one. So he starts offering celestial offerings like Gandharvas and uh, pleasures which you get in Surga. You don't have to go to Surga for that. You, I, I'll make all of them servants for you, and you can be in your palace. You can still have that the musicians and dancers and upsaras uh, and all. Even for which Nachigeta says, "No, no, I am not interested in any of your. You keep it to yourself. I want to know what is the truth between what happens when a person dies. I, I am not going to settle for anything less. This is the condition where we completed in the last class." Now, in the second wali, the dialogue starts in the form of again between Yamadeva and Najiketa. But Yamadeva is the first one who is starting. He has understood the qualities of the student Najiketa. So till the 14th verse, it is a, it is a appreciation. First half is the appreciation of the student by the teacher. And the second half is the appreciation of the teacher by the student. And from the 15th verse only, the philosophical dialogues start. So we will try to see whether we can cover as much as possible so that we can reach the philosophical verses as early as possible. But we should at the same time not miss out anything important in these verses because these are all prerequisites for every one of us who is wanting to know the highest truth or the spiritual Relevant. So I I mean, will I'm not going to skip any portion where you know it needs explanation, so we we'll let us see how it can how much we can cover today. So the first mantra is <laughs> Anyat Shreyo Anyat Udo Preyaha Te Ube Nanarte Purushagum Sinita Tayo Shreyya Adadanasya Sadhu Bhavati I will read the order with the meaning. Shreyahan anyat. One path is called Shreyat. Uta, the second one is called Preya. Etat is is separately, totally different from that. That is Eva Anyat. So it is totally different from Shreyat, which clearly says that these two paths cannot be followed simultaneously. Te ube nanartha sinita purusham. These two with different destinations binds a person in the world because these are the two paths anybody can take. There are no There is no third method in which you can pursue your life in this world either it has to be the shreya marga or it has to be in the preya marga Adadanasya shreya tayoho yah brinite these felicities of shreya one of one who chooses shreya between the two and then the other is one which preya is used, is that is indeed deprived of the supreme goal. So here in this verse Yama says that the one who Shreya, following the Shreya's magha, is the one who is to towards that the spiritual goal, whereas the Preya, which is in the uh, is pleasurable, is followed by the other people who are not into the uh, spiritual path, and they are missing out the supreme goal. Shreyas, the total meaning is that Shrey is one path which is which is leading for the spiritual progress, and prayers is the path which is taking you from away from the spiritual goal. Now Shreyas is a methodology or the pro- process of living in the world, where your goal is. To know the truth of life, your own reality, reality of the nature, reality of everything. In that case, what happens is that, as Bhagavad Gita says, pariname That is the situation of says. In the initial hardship, for those who are following the spiritual path, it will be like a for taking poison. It will be tormenting them with all doubts, and you know, not knowing the truth, not not getting the right teacher, not getting the right knowledge. You may perfume so many hardships, upasana, jatna, pranayama, meditation, anything which you can do that. It is all may appear to be giving torture to the body or the mind. But then there is the other one which is called prayer, which is pleasurable and enjoyable, which most of the people take because the gratification is instant and your result is also instant. So what happens is that those who are following the prayer marga are the one who are looking for the wealth, prosperity, name, fame and you know position in the society. They will be only looking for method uh, for them and the method to acquire and aggrandize those things. But the one who is following the Shreyas marga he will be not attracted towards these momentary pleasures, but his mind will be always in the uh, realm of the spiritual inquiry. Shreyascha prayascha mete metaha tau samparitye vibinakti dhira Shreyohi dhiro abhipreyaso vrinite prayomando yoga kshema vrinite Shreyascha prayascha. Shreyas and prayas. Etaha Manushyam Approach the human being. Samparitye. Having clearly considered them, the human being should approach both Shreyas and prayas. Now here is the definition given for dhira. Dhira is a person supposed to be discriminative in nature. We have the, the typical... In our Indian language, we consider deera is one who is courageous. Whereas in the spiritual path, deera is not a person who is courageous. Shankaracharya in his Bhashya says Diraha means dhimantaha. One who has very clear mind for making the discriminative choices between what is good and what is pleasurable, between the shreyas and prayers. And vina, Vivinakti means distinguishes between the two. Such a discriminative person, he, Diraha, Abibrunete Shreyaha. Such a person who is Diraha, Dimantaha, who is intellectually sharp and able to have proper distinction between Nitya and Nitya Vastu Viveka, what is permanent, what is impermanent, what is Satya, what is Asatya. All these distinctive differentiation he can make. And such a person chooses the path of Shreyas. Other than that other people who are mandabuddhi, yoga kshemam, who is interested in only yoga kshemam, that is, yoga means to acquire things, shema is to maintain what you have acquired. So in that, the people who are following the prayer path will be interested and immersed in that, either to acquire things or maintaining the things which they have acquired so in from these two points the we can see that the the methodology of praise shreya and preya are totally diverse in nature you cannot have the both the in the, in our life together some there are people who are advocating that you know oh it's okay, it's okay you can have uh, you you can have all the, what is the thing as long as you don't have an attachment towards that it is a for a aspirant or for a seeker it will not work because the temptations of the objects of the world is so strong that even a dheera who has a discrimination can get momentarily enchanted by the att- attraction of the object of the world and he may lose that discriminative power which has been told by uh, krishna in the gita second chapter you know, Sangat Sanjayade Kama Kama Krodho Vijayade Kodat Bhavati Sammoha Samoha Smriti Brahmsha Smriti Brahmsha Buddhinashu Buddhinashya Pranashyadi. So it is very, very difficult to tread the path of Shreya with prayers along with it. As uh, the commentators say, they are traveling towards north and south they can never meet together or they even, they can never travel together so only you have one has to decide which is which is your path of travel and which is what you should shun totally so knowing the difference between the path of shreyas and path of prayas, the Dhimandaha or deeraha the one who is discriminated, have got higher levels of discrimination he will choose the path of shreyas and then such a person is considered to be very, what you call, dhimandaha in the sense that will always be established in his intellectual aspect of analyzing the events of life. He is, here is one thing we have to amend it, that such a person will be always aware of all the actions my every moment bodham bodham prati that in another upanishad it says that so a person who is in the path of shreya can never take out his eyes from the every momentary action what he is saying because whether he is missing out something or he is falling prey to the attraction of the worldly objects so that attention or the alertness which a dhimanta should have is also equally important. Not Just not that you have the discriminative aspect of what is satya-satya, nitya-nitya. That difference alone is not enough. You also should be alert to know that whether you are missing out and you are falling preyed for the attraction of the birth. Sattvam priyam Priyad Rupa Shvakaman avidhyayana najiketo atya sraakshi naita srangam vittamai varatva yasyam madhyanti bahavo manushya ke najiketa avidhyayan having considered priyan pleasing cha priya roopa and attractive Not only pleasing in enjoyment, they also look priyarupa, with attraction also. and sense objects, sahatvam atyad srachi. You discarded them. Because when Yamadeva offered all that that gold, uh, that necklace, Nachiketa did not accept it. He said, you keep it yourself. I don't want your gold, I don't want the... Long life, I don't want the dancers, I don't want the upsaras, I don't want the kingdom, I don't want the horses. Everything, you keep it to yourself. So here is saying, oh, Nachiketa, you have discarded all of them, which is Priyam, Priyan and Priyarupan, and Kaman. And so, na, you did not accept it. Etam, vittamiyam, vittamiyam. This precious sankram, Srik means Mala or the necklace. That also you have not taken it. Yesyam, Bahava Manushyaha Majjandi. Because people are, you know, dreaming or wanting to get such adulations and recommendations and, you know, enjoyments and pleasures from the world. But Nachiketa, you are a student you know, beyond comparison, I have not seen any any apt student or an apt person who is inquiring into that, who is not even attracted by long life, Chirakalam, even that offer from this Yama was that you will live as long as you wish with all your sense organs intact, without aging that. So, but, Natchiketa said that at that time, you know, whatever may be that, it is within the realm of the time. So, Ayur So we see that you know the age is eating into every capacity of our sense organs, and no sense, no object of happiness can ever be permanent in nature because the object may remain the same, but my capacity to enjoy the sense organs comes down. Knowing all these things, Nachiketa very clearly said, "Tell, told the Yama that I am not interested in all these things because they are all." Limited in time, so they also have a end date, so I don't want things which have got an expiry date. I want to know what is that which doesn't have an expiry date so this is what Najiketa told us. so Yamadeva is repeating that from Nachi for that Nachiketa, you did not accept this necklace which is which people are dying to get, and you have also you know rejected the pleasing, the attractive, and you know. Pleasurable things from the thing. So you you are you are a very apt student. Dura mete vipedite vishuchi avidya yacha vedditi jyada vidya vish sinam natiketasam manne natwa kama bahavo alo alolupande, alo right. So here, in the fourth, fourth uh, verse on uh, the well, he is saying that, Ete Vishasuji, these diverse courses, means separate direction of sreyas and praya Yat Nyata, the one which, which are known, Iti Avidya, as ignorance, cha, vidya, and knowledge. So, the praya and Shreya, Preya is known as a path of ignorance and Shreya is known as the path of Vidya. So, why it is Vidya and Avidya? Avidya is because you are enchanted or attracted by the appearances of a prayer Upan, appearances of the sense objects from the world and one do not discriminate it Is whether it is a nitya or anitya, whether it is permanent or perishable. But even knowing very well it is perishable, people get attracted to that and they waste their life without following the path of vidya, which is toward the shreyas. And the path of shreyas is that of knowledge, where the dhimandaha, the dhiraha, is one which is analyzing every action, whether it is a an object of sense organ or sense sensory pleasure is camouflaging and appearing as you know not not of that sensory organ dūram vipadīte manye i consider naciketa you are divergent in the nature and seeking the knowledge Vidya sinam vidyābhi means the seeker of knowledge Bahava Kamaha Na Aloputandi Alolupanda Twa Twa by you You have not accepted You are not attracted by the Bahava Kamaha I offered everything that is possible for a human being to get tempted And you are not attracted by that and you have rejected all of them So I can see that you are a Vidya bipsinam, that is, you are a seeker of knowledge, walking the path of vidya. So I am, I am very pleased with your with your approach in you know knowing these things, the truth about what you have asked for. Vidya Yamandare yam swayam Swayamdi Raha, dandramya Dandrammyamana, pariyanti Moda. Andoneva niyamana yadhanta. So this is a very famous uh, quotation in most of the places you will find. andhena niyamana yadhanta, like the blind leading the blind. The mantra says, Andare Vartamana stepped in, steeped in the avidyayam, in the ignorance, Manyamana Swayam swayamdiraha. They consider themselves as you know panditam. They are all, they think that they are Pandita, but they are all Abhidhyayam Vartamana, Andare Vartamana. They are immersed in the ignorance, but they think they are Panditas. And he calls them as Modaha, means the deluded one. Pariyanti Dandramya Mana. Wandering all over the, you know, the world for acquiring things and doing things which are not the Shreyas Marga but in the Prayas Marga but they think themselves they are in the Shreyas Marga. This is what way that, that knowledge, dhimantaha, dhiraha aspect is being again brought in, in an indirect way. Even though he may be a Pandita, with the panditim, all the knowledge of what the shastras or the machas are telling, yet, if he is not able to differentiate between that using his buddhi to dissect between the nitya and nitya was to viveka. And such a person, he if he is moving around in the world, talking about all those things, but in his own action, he is not applying that. Such a person is should be considered as I, as not the person whom you should follow. He we can say that he is a person like andena niyamana anda he is not a person who has the right vision to guide you and take you to the path of shreyas he will be like a blind man leading another blind man both of them suffering in the entire process not knowing how to do it to himself so here is that what the indirect meaning which is being very clearly brought in by the commentators that the the teacher of a caliber should be Shrotriyam Brahmanishta. So, the Shrotriya is, need not be a Brahmanishta. One who knows the Shastras, but do not reside or do not practice what is being told in the Shastras, he may be called a Pandita. And, but if he is not knowing to take the path of Shreyas, and, but he is following the path of prayers for his name fame and uh, you know the size of the ashram or the size of the followers all, all those things are taking him away from his shreyas marga so they are all they may be called the panditas in the in the you know what you call in the robe of a muda in the, the pandita robe actually they are muda in reality they do not know what is the reality and such people should be treated as andha means blind they don't know, and you should not follow such people who are blindly leading you to anything <coughs> so in the i think we can cover the first, more than today. yeah na samparaya pridhadi <inaudible> balam pramadhyandam vittamohenam I am Loko nasti para Hidimani mani puna shamapadhyandeme. So, in this verse, the spiritual discipline is not appealed to the indiscriminate, negligent one who is deluded due to his infatuation or the attraction towards the sense objects and the worldly objects. The world alone is the none beyond. That is the standard statement of the what you call. Uh, Charvakas. They think this body is the reality. They, they, well, they the sense organs, uh, what is the world is. To eat, sleep, and marry, and live like that. This is what their be all and end all of life. Such people will come under my grip again and again, is what Yama says that. Samparaya means scriptural discipline, na pradibadhi. Do not appeal to bhālam. Here it means to indiscriminate or mūda. Pramādyandam, negligent mūdam, the one who is deluded by the pramāda of the uh, the discriminative power between the what is told in the scriptural um, textbooks for following. Vitta mohena due to the infatuation for worldly pleasures and objects, ayam loka asti na paraha. So those people make the statement that this world is only real. There is no world beyond. And they, for them they don't see anything beyond. They apadyande me vasham puna Such people come to the jaws of death again and again not realizing what is the foolishness they are doing it. So here is again the instruction from Yamadeva saying that, you know, that this, the discriminative power for us to know what is Shreya, what is Freya is very important in the spiritual path. And those, who, if we do not make the discriminative, even if you have all the scriptural knowledge in the world, and if you are not abiding by the Brahmanishta, you know, what pra- what preachers should be practiced, if that doesn't happen and you are not a Brahmanista, you are getting deluded by the wealth of the world, and such people will come again and again into my clutches, or he will they will go from birth to death, death to birth again and again. <speaking in Hebrew> Now, here is a hint to what is going to come in the following teaching. A hint is being given by Emma here. Yaha means here he is indicating to that Atma is not available even for listening for many. In in our world today we see that the path of spiritual path is still not even attracting I won't say even half a percent of the population of the world. So Bohubi even for the hearing about the path or the spiritual progress, knowing what is spirituality or the philosophy of life. People are not interested because so much engrossed in their sensual gratification. They don't even want to listen to what is about this truth about the life. Then there are the other people. In spite of listening, Bahava na vidiyuhu. Even some people, there will be people who are going regularly to all satsanga, sitting there. When the moment the lecture starts, they will go into a dream world or a sleep, and they will be snoring, or they will be in the Manorajya, where they will be dreaming something. What is being taught will not be. Even so, they will not. They do not even come to know what is being told, and they don't understand. Even if assuming that they are listening, that required quality, unless you walk through the Shreyas Marga by the discrimination, that what you words which you listen from the teacher, who is explaining the Shastra, that need not enter your understanding. So normally there are three defects in, in hearing. What they call it as atnyaana Samshaya viparyaya Atnyana is you, what you you are told about Atma and all, but yet you do not know what it is. Basically, I mean, it is a sound only. Shabda matra. You don't know what is the Shabda arta. You don't know the meaning of the word. Then what happens? Of so course, you understand that, yes, he is talking about some aspect of my nature. That knowledge you get it. Then you will think that he is talking about my intellect or my you know, ego, that is what is called samshaya. <clears throat> Whether he is talking about me or my body or my intellect, or my, what is he talking about, who is this atma that I am hearing about, that you know, it's out of a doubt will come. Then vipadhyaya is the people who convince themselves that yes, what is being told is something who is a broad, like a Brahma is a, is a person who is sitting in the skies and controlling the whole world, Ishwara. And, you know, that is Viparyaya, totally different meaning of what is being told in the Shastra. So, this Samshaya, Atnana Samshaya Viparyaya is the case of the people who are api na vidyu. They do not know it. Yam, this Atma, Vakta, one who reveals Ascharya Labda Asya. Ashdhavakta, the one who reveals about Atma, is a wonder. Labda Asya, the one who discovers this, Kusalaha in as a wonder. Kusala instructed by a spiritual master. Nyata, the one who knows Atma, Ascharya is is totally is, is a wonder. In the sense that The one who really understands what is being told for he should be such a blessed soul that he gets an Acharya who is Shostriyam Brahmanistam. He is the one Acharya who has not only that scriptural knowledge but he is talking from having understood it 100% from his own experiences. When his experience talks about such a knowledge. It has a unknown weightage, which you can call it as a wonder. It's so that that you know that loaded with knowledge, when experiential knowledge when an Acharya talks, such a person is also kushala He is also not only having the you know. Knowledge about he is established in that. And he is talking from that st- status of experiential knowledge when he is topic. Nyata, one who knows, he himself is an ascharya. He such a person to get is is itself is a wonder. So here is a glimpse of what is in store for us in the Katavanish to come. We are talking about a adhudam. Or a wonder which is not, not available for ordinary people. Millions of people are not even aware of such path is available. Even after, after the few, few million or few thousands who listen to the availability of the path, the methodology and everything. For him to get a acharya who is able to talk it from his personal experience, which carries the conviction to pass on the conviction by ex- educating the shishya, the shishya will feel the wonder in the statement. It is not just by weight of the word; it has got the experiential, you know, aspect which is conveyed through the words of the such an acharya. And to get such an acharya is itself a, is a what you call a wonder or is is a very rare even to even imagine it. Navarena, nam, Narena, Navarena, Prokta, Esha, Sweet Neo, Bahuda, Chindam, Chindyavana, Ananya Prokto, Gedirakranasti, Aniyan, Shadavarta, Um, Anupravanam, Pramanat. Esha means. Is referring to about the Atma. Chindya even is, is even imagined. Bhahuta by various thinkers, they have thought about the Atma as different. And Prokta means when it is revealed by the Acharya, avare, avare, avarena, avarena Narena by an incompetent person. Avarena Narena. Narena means person. Avarena Narena means incompetent person it cannot be understood clearly. So when a person talks about these historical or experiential things, if there is no weightage or no conviction in his statements, it cannot be understood. And who is such a person talking? Avarena Narena. The one, the, the, such a person who has no Conviction to what, on what he is talking. Even though Bhoda Chindyamana, he has also done lot of studies. He has done lot of introspection himself. But it has not become his conviction. So, a, one, a person who for whom it has become a conviction can only convey, convey things in by words with conviction. So, actually when he is talking through his words, he is not talking the words or the meaning of the word. But he is also sharing his conviction to the listener. So that is the important part. Ananya prakte when it is when Atma is revealed by one who is not different from it, that is the most important part. Ananya for such as Acharya who is Ananya from his own Atma anubhava, asti na agati, asti na agati. There is no misunderstanding. Agati means, gati means understanding. Agati means misunderstanding. Asti na agati. When such a person who is a prokta ananyaha, atma danyaha na, na atma danyaha ananyaha, when he makes a, when he, such an acharya who is established in that truth, when he explains it, it cannot go wrong because it, there, the, the words will be the, direct method or the methodology in which that knowledge comes to your understanding and there is no misunderstanding. atra hi aniyan anupramanat about being a smaller than the size of an atom, atarkyam and it is beyond reason. Tarkam means reasoning, atarkyam means beyond reasoning. And he is talking about what? If you remember the statement which Yamadeva made, even devas could not understand that this is such a subtle sub, subtle subject. Even devas are not able to understand. So why are you asking me this question again and again when he told Nashiketa? There he entered this same meaning there. It is th- the truth about it is. Anupramana, even though with the word anupramada means it is the smallest in the size. Here it is the subtlest of the subtlest. It is the subtler than the space. So whether you can call it as an anu or not is, a, is a, itself is a question mark. So only when a when such a subject is being conveyed by an Acharya who is established in self and he is none other than that swarupa. Then there is no question of misunderstanding. Atarka it can it, it beyond reasoning, or you can you don't have to even argue which for that. Such will be the clarity which when the, such a teacher explains this to you. This Atma is imagined variously by various thinkers. That so different philosophy schools have addressed Atma as in the Nyaya Vaisheshika school, they say they are insist in Anu and anu dvigunam trigunam then from the anu comes the matter and atma is a dravya for the Nagyaika and vaishashika for then uh, some school of mimamsa even Ishwara is not there it is just a happening like what uh, the uh, you know mutations are keeping on happening there is it's a cycle never ending cycle it has never when did it start and when it's it will never it never started, it never going to end, it will continue. That is some sort of a Mimamsa school is there. Then then Prabhagara Mimamsa school has brought in certain changes in that. So different schools of thoughts in India have addressed what is Atma in in their own Tarka method. Tarka means reasoning method. So the ultimate what is the their finding is still. Is in conflict with the Shastra, what is being told. So, only a Shotriyam Brahmanistam who is Ananya Propta, he is the Atma himself who is talking to you. Only from when you hear from such a master, Gadhiratra Nasti, there is no way you can take a miss, you cannot have a misunderstanding about the what is being taught. So, we will take one more sloka and stop here today. Nesha Tarkena Matirapaneya Prokthana Neva Sunetneya Yam Tomapa Satyadhati Bhavastati Twankhena Bhuyan Natiketas Presta Yesha Mati Na Apaneya Tarkena This knowledge, Yesha Mati, this knowledge Na Apaneya cannot be attained. Tarkena, by logic. Ho Nachiketa, Preshta, Prokta, Anyena, Eva, by someone else alone taught. Sunat, Sunat, Sutnanaya, It doesn't come into one's comprehension. Tvam Apaha, you have attained yam, that knowledge. Asti, you indeed, Satyadrati, you are resolute one who have stead on to knowing the truth, O nabhuyat may we have Prishta Twadrik. Prishta means the one who questions and seekers. Tavadrik, Twadrik means like you. So here, Yama is concluding, giving the final praise to Naciketa, saying that this, what I am going to tell you, cannot be known by reasoning or no any other method and it cannot be taught by somebody else who has no knowledge about it. And you are such dedicated and resolute person who has not deviated even though I offered you all temptations which is in the prayers marka you are stuck to your Shreya's Marga wanting to know the truth and let there be a beautiful sambada between me and you is the indicated meaning that sahana vavato, sahana dita mastu, ma that Shanti Mantra is the most apt for concluding this short way saying that Mantra saying that the teacher is the best in the world, he's an He he's a wonder. For a teacher to be a teacher, you need a competent student. Then only the teaching becomes efficient and successful. And no student can be more apt for this knowledge who, other than Nachiketa because he has thrown away everything and everything what you know, Yama Deva has offered, including the necklace, to the long life, to the enjoyments, the, the kingdom of the earth and life as long as he wants with all sense organs in impact. So even that if he has rejected and he has said that I want to know only this, that means he is a prashta, he is a seeker who cannot be disturbed or he cannot be shaken, whatever may be the temptation that comes in the path of gaining the knowledge. And that is where the this part of the dialogue between Nachikeda and Yama we will stop it to her. Then next, next week we will take from where Nachikeda is starting his dialogues. Giving praise to the Guru who is going to teach him this Atman Jnana in through the remaining parts of the Kathopanishad. Who Purnamada Purnamidam Purnat Purnamuda De, Purnasya, Purnamadaya, Purnameva Vasishade, Woamsanti Shanti Shanti Shanti, Arino Sri Guru Pyonama Arino.
1: Thank you very much, Arbindoji. Today, uh, you could cover uh, nine uh, mantras in the second valley. Yeah. That is very, very beautiful. And uh, whoever is a seeker, actually, this portion is very, very pertinent. So, beautifully, you could bring out the very message of Upanishads in these nine mantras. Basically, here Yama talks about the options here. In the very beginning, in the first mantra only, he talks about two different options like Shreya Mathu Preya. That's wonderful. Then only because, only by bringing these contrasts, people will be able to understand. In such a beautiful way, Yama puts it, because Yama is a great master. Because one who knows the death, he can very well, you know, teach one who is interested in it. He, he tells two different things that the brahmajnana is entirely different. That's he put as a good one. And another aspect is like a pleasant. See, the options in our everyday life, we will get ample of opportunities to choose between these options. It's in our own experience that in day-to-day and normal mundane life also, the thing which you choose, which you are not supposed to choose, you will have a different implications and you suffer. It's in our own experience. So Yamaha chooses and he's telling that there are two different things. One is totally a Brahmajnana. One, whoever chooses that Brahmajnana, that is shreya. And whoever chooses the pleasant, the pleasant may be the wife, sons, property, wealth, everything which is not a Brahmajnana. He beautifully uh, tells these two, these two things in the first. And whoever chooses the good will prosper. He will become a Brahmad Jnani. And whoever chooses the pleasant one will be deprived of the life goal itself. That's what Yamaha tells. Both the good and the pleasant offer to a man. Yamaha is very clearly indicating that you have ample of opportunity to choose both. But the wise are pondering over them discriminates and he chooses the good one and he rejects the pleasant. But the unwise who will choose the pleasant one, the consisting of acquisition of and preservation of the whole worldly object, and he suffers. Here he is admiring Nachiketa because you have seen all the way how uh, Nachiketa is investigating, how he is digging and asking the questions, and how he is able to compel even Yama to answer his questions. So he is very much pleased with the Nachiketa. He is telling that, oh Nachiketa, though you, though, okay, rejected these objects of pleasure and beloveds like all other. Uh, things and thoughtfully okay you did not accept this chain of wealth which many men think he praises nachiketa for choosing the proper for his you know, well thought decision that Yamaha tempted him a lot. He offered everything he is on this earth. In spite of that, Nachiketa could choose the Shres Marga only. So, he is just appreciating his. Because he differences here, the widely apart of, or these two, the knowledge, whatever you call dhyana and worldly object, are deadly opposed to each other and leads to opposite results. This is very very important. While Arun was telling that, especially for the seeker who is the beginner, okay, if he is thinking that he will manage both, but definitely he will end up in something else. So each will have a different implications. So it has the opposite results. Here Nachiketa is a desirous of the jnana, the knowledge. He did not, you know, all these things did not tempt the Nachiketan, that is very, very important. But what happens, the unwise who is absorbed in worldly things and they themselves consider that they are the most intelligent and they are the learned, they follow the crooked ways, they rotate here only the worldly life only, like a, a blind person's led by the blind person. That's what the beautiful Upanishad puts it. It's a very old, very famous, very very popular the statement here, because it happens. We think that we are the masters, we think that we are the learned, we think that we know everything, but we deceive ourselves by choosing the crooked way and we rotate here only we will never gain that. So, the Atman is... it will not reveal itself to a childish or careless or one who is deluded by this glamorous wealth and such a person who thinks that there is a world only and no other world will become a prey to Yamaha because The Charvaka reference, what we can find here that they think that this is the only word, it is there for enjoyment, you enjoy the life, don't think any other apart from this enjoyment. Okay. They will pray to the Lord Yamaha. They will not get that. They will not get the Atma Jnana, the Atma Tattva. Here, uh, Aurobindoji was nicely put it in this, the whole, the world, there are many, many billions of people are there, the population is there, but very few people. Nobody will get an opportunity or nobody is interested to listen to the Atma Dhyana. If many may get an opportunity to hear these things, and it is very rare, And there is no guarantee that even he will understand it properly, because the way itself is very, very subtle. Here, what is the important, the core teaching of all these things is, Upanishad is very, very clear. Because it tells that the Atman is subtler than the subtle and it's beyond logic. That is the most important. Especially the modern education or whoever is influenced by the Western thought, they think that we will prove everything through the logic. But that is not true. We know, logic is like a, you know, razor's edge. You can disprove and you can prove, neither you can prove nor you can disprove with the logic. For Atma Dhyana, it is categorically mentioned in this Upanishad that logic is not going to help you. The Dhyana, the Atma Dhyana, it cannot be obtained by the logic. Nor can it be removed by the logic. That's also very, very important. In both ways, the soul logic will not help. I think this is the most important the dhyana, the portion of this Upanishads. I thank you Arbindoji, for bringing out the nice aspects of all these things. Uh, thank you once again. Thank you very much. Now we can open uh, the forum for discussion. Rajji, I request you to open it for the question and answers.
2: Okay, sir. Uh,
3: uh, namaste. Uh so I have one uh, uh, question. Uh yes. Sir. Yeah, it was it was I mean a wonderful uh, uh the clarity what you brought uh, with these uh, shlokas of uh, second valley. Uh, I'm little more interested on the sixth uh mantra. Na this sloka, uh, uh, so I would like to, I mean, give a little more, uh, I mean, I, I request you to give a little more insights into this uh, mantra. Uh, the reason is, here it is clearly said, na balam, So he is giving all the uh, characteristics of the students who cannot understand. And also he says, I am loko nasty, paraiti So all these people are going to get back. I uh, they mean, they'll be uh, deprived of whatever the final uh, truth. But if you see in current, I'm just trying to bring the, con, uh, what you call uh, the context and also the contemporary practices, because that, uh, that is, I think that is going to add value for many of the uh, seekers and who are all uh, really interested to, Uh, to get that uh, being, okay, being state. We are, uh, unfortunately, we have information overload and uh, uh, we have different uh, versions, we have different perspectives and uh, many new theories are coming up, new approaches are coming up for achieving the same beingness. But many, most of, I mean, I will not say most, many of the modern uh, trends are, they are all, um, dropping the scriptures, they say they are all realized, but they say scriptures are not required. But here it is clearly said, Samparayahap na Pratibhati, and you said also, modham So this last time also, last class also brought this point. So when someone is trying to, uh, I mean, uh, say that scriptures are not required, uh, how, how that can be taken uh, in today's context and what what path should uh, someone should uh, I mean look into that so that uh, I mean there should not be any conflict for them because Katha is being one of the uh, prominent Upanishad which clearly uh, indicates what is the path for uh, the final uh, destination but we also have the uh, confusing or I can say conflicting messages from the uh, field for all practicing. So how to uh, uh, do this Samanvaya uh, just I would like to uh, throw some more light on that thanks a lot
0: yes very. it's a wonderful point which you brought up <clears throat> what happens is that all external objects other than myself I have different sciences and methodologies which I can acquire any knowledge whether it is material knowledge or, you know, skills or, you know, hobbies, measures, everything. We have enough of varieties and methodologies teachers available. That is dexterity of achieving the knowledge on the external thing. You will not find any methodical, let me put within quote uh, the methodical way of Approaching self-enquiry other than given in the Shastras. That is where the Shastras' importance lies. The truth doesn't have to be told in many words. Tattvamasi is the only word you want to know. But when you are told Tattvamasi or you are that, a person who has not understood what is, he may know the language English. You are that is very simple English, you know who you are, that also you know, that means other than you, is that. So when you say you are that, how do a person start knowing that in from a simple statement like that? This is not um, possible if you are not having a laid down procedure with the Shastras I have given is, as I told in my interesting explanation, there are three type of possible errors which can happen. One is that you don't understand at all, which is called Atmana. One is you can have a doubt on what is being told, because is it real or not real, or practical or not practical. So there are also methods to how to verify that yourself. And Vibhaliya is a knowledge which you can mis- misunderstand. When you say that, you know, even in the Shastra, they use that because the words cannot reach the, that is what it is the Shastra itself is saying. vacho is another aspect which is being told by the Shastras. So, what happens in this is that even when making that statement, Shastra also gives the methodology. Even though it is cannot be contained in within the words, how it is real and accessible. In the non-traditional methods, they may indicate towards this, but they do not know when a quest, when when a clarity, when a counter question comes, or when the methodology is asking. You, the problem will be there. How to explain it to somebody which cannot be explained is a basic question. So, if at all you bring in within explanation, that will be within the realm of the words, and you are not indicating the truth. You are indicating only what you thought is the reality. Because the reality is that this is beyond no description there is no guna for it there is no measure for it it cannot be seen with the sense organs when anything which is cannot be seen by the sense organs nor accessible by the intellect but only you can have the feeling or the experience of it in being it that experience cannot be explained in any other method the Shastras are taking the student from... Different students are considered at different levels. That is why we have 10 Upanishads, Brahma Sutra, Bhagavad Gita as a, in a Sampradaya following. Depending upon where you are starting your journey, you have a guide method on which you can study the Shastras. And the culmination of all the different levels of students ultimately will be the same. Whereas in the non-traditional method, they may say Shastras are not. Yes. If you know the truth, Shastras are not. I have mentioned in my profile that Na then also the Shastra is Nishpalam. If you don't want to know, you don't need Shastras. If you have already known, then also you don't need the books. But We are not talking about the people who do not want to know or those who have already known. We are talking about people like us who are wanting to know what is it. So for that is the importance of Sampradaya. Second aspect which you said is that Navitena Mohena. This is what Nachiketa was tempted by Yamaha during the answer to the third question when he asked. Imagine yourself being offered... The kingdom of the whole earth, youth, life, never ending unless you want to end it. And all your sense organs do not diminish even if you are engaging it as much as you want. And for engaging that, you are being given all the sensual requirements also. Any number of, you know, gold, elephant, horses, cattle, dancers, musicians. And whatever way you want to think, he over and about, Yama gave his own the multi-jumped garland, which in some of the commentators talk about is that it is that garland which nobody ever, in, in any of the Shastras have ever had. Because that is what the beauty of Yama is only the death can wear such a garland in his own head. There, the, even the Indra doesn't have that garment as per one of the Puranas. So, you can imagine the temptation which Emma had given to Inerti but he was not waylaid or he was not wavering from his decision. So, to have that infatuation to the wealth, will you take you away from your goals? Because the moment you have a vittam or a wealth, you have to do yoga shema. You have to acquire that. You have to also will have to maintain that. So not only acquiring that, maintaining it also both becomes difficult if you are not very vigilant. And you should be a sharp student to know that these are temptations which are coming on my way. That is the way in your one day. You need to know what is your destination. Nothing should distract you from that.
2: Arbin I wanted to ask about uh, Shreyas and Prayas, one small question. Mm. Like, uh, generally, if we want to enumerate, what are all will fall in the bucket of Shreyas and what will fall in the bucket of Prayas? And also, if we want to divide them, like, generally, there is a knowledge aspect and a Kriya, Karma aspect, right? Action aspect. Uh, So, like, where does this fall? Is there any action aspect in Shreyas or... uh, Lignana or how, do, how can you
0: elaborate on this Preyus and buckets how to classify he it, it is explaining this in the further slokas which will come but uh, for your for uh, some rule which we can understand is that what we are en- engaging ourselves in the world outside external to me external to the individual is the prayas marker. Whether you want to maintain your body, whether you want to maintain your wealth, whether you want to maintain, acquire, and aggrandize your property, and all and not only acquire it, you have to also maintain that. So all the things other than, you know, uh, all things in the in the, in our day-to-day life comes under the category of prayers. Now, Shreyas is abhukamsha. That means the Attitude with which I want to know the truth with which I will be happy because what is moksha? Moksha is defined as Atyanda Dukha and niradishaya sukha Atyanda Dukha Nivruti that means dukkha or the sorrow should end once and for all and niradishaya sukha I should be in that state of happiness where the happiness itself do not have ups and downs. Because ups and downs, if it happens, then I can be sorrowful if my happiness comes down. That is why when they say niradishaya sukha So in this method, the sukham and sukham is a matter of internal thing. It is not dependent upon the object outside. The objects outside can only give you temporary happiness and it is a deluded happiness of ignorance. When you are when you are having the attachment or the interaction with an object of enjoyment, you are momentarily in a state of happiness because your mind is not in agitation, it is engrossed in the enjoyment. But that doesn't last long because by this one is either the enjoyment sense organ diminishes in its utility value or the object gets finished in that part of consumption, enjoyment. So then again you are left again to seek for further quantity or further situations. So external world will always give you a never permanent situation for in in that state of happiness. Only when you look inside, you will be able to find. Now the glimpses are, which is being told in this method is, when in every day our, our own the happiness is when we didn't own anything, including our own name and body and that Iness or the individualities. is the deep sleep. You were, all of us were the most happiest at that spot. The ignorant people will not think that, you know, that is the happiness. They want engagement in the world outside of the objects. They will think that unless I engage in the world of objects, it is not happiness, this is what is natural. Where, where is the happiness? If I sleep every day. No, I don't need to take any effort. They think that taking effort only can bring happiness. But happiness has no such thing as it is attached to any object or anything. Happiness is our own real nature. So, shreyas is that Marga where you are looking for the happiness which is within yourself. Prayas is that Marga which you are looking for happiness externally, but with a delusion that external objects are the one which is going to give you happiness. But they are not permanent in nature. Therefore, you are permanently in a, in a cycle of getting, losing, getting, losing, getting, losing like that. So, never you will find happiness permanently in the world outside. So, Shreyas and Prayas, this way you have to understand.
2: There is also one term called Nisreyasam or something, right, which, which is used in the context of Moksha. So, is that my negation of Shreyas or uh, how to understand that I heard like some term called Nisreyasam or something like is, like used for Moksha. So it, does it have anything to do with this context or something
0: else? Nishrayasam is a state where you, you are no more inquiring into yourself. It is no more a what you call when, when you reach your goal, you are in a state of and, or in the in the path of Shreyas, when you reach the state the your goal where you have achieved your target, you are in a state of Nishrayasam.
2: Okay, thanks,
3: Arnand. Uh Am I audible, sir?
0: Yes,
2: yeah. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah uh, I think uh, Srinivaji said Nisriha. So, is that same as if I heard correctly?
0: He said Nis- Nisriya, sir.
2: Okay, sorry, then uh, my mistake. I thought he said Nisriya. No, 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 no. And one last thing, like here there is a reference about how people continuously keep coming back, right? Like uh, if they don't catch the ultimate truth. So this uh, somehow traditionally we can understand because in the tradition there is there are Lokas and like you said, Shine punye machye loke But in the modern context, uh, it's very difficult to understand, right? Because like, uh, for example, Charvakas are saying, after death everything is over. Uh, most of the modern understanding seems to be like that because the lokas and all are like uh, thought to be an imagination and then very difficult to uh, establish that uh, post-death someone is coming back right so did anyone like in a modern way how, can we establish that there is a rebirth or people keep coming back or something like that urban
0: We should understand the question of rebirth and Atma from a point of view as to what is the definition for rebirth and what is Atma's definition. First let us look at what is rebirth. Birth is a creation of a matter a material appearing name and form is called the birth. The materials are already there. It is only an assemblage and then they coming together to get a shape and name or form. Whether it is a human being or a mud pot or a gold ornament, it is all the same. <clears throat> Instruments of expression will vary depending upon the quality of the matter in which it is being made gold has got a different material because of which it is different the mud is different it is tree is different animal is different human body is different because of the material of construction in that which includes the mind and intellect and the you know sensory organs after all all of them are made from matter so, assemblage of matter when the death happens, the matter goes back to the source from where it has come. Whether it water goes back to water, air goes back to air, fire, I mean you know the physical body body which is nourished by the elements from the earth goes back to the earth. That matter will go back to the earth. When a birth takes place. It is the same matter which is consumed by the parents or the consumed by the, uh, the the animals the or consumed by the tree, which becomes a seed or the human body or an animal body, or anything like that in each of them, the quality of the material is different, rocks and stone and sand and everything has constitution of what is the matter. Tree, there is you can see a moment of growth in them. Animals and human beings, you can see the moment and expression of fear, hunger, etc. different things. But they are all expressions of the matter itself. Now, all these things are happening when you are assembling material together. Now, what is Atma then? The question can come. Atma is in that which all these things are happening. It is called Satyat Jnanam Anandam Brahma or Anandam Brahma or Satchidananda Atma What is that means? They can, it cannot be named by Satyat They are all the names indicating of different aspects in which it appears. Sat means existence. So we see the existence of a rock. We see the existence of a tree. We see the existence of an animal. We see the existence of the human being. We see the existence of the cosmos, the planets, the sun, the moon, the stars, etc. Everything is has got existence, and that existence itself is giving us an awareness, which is because we have a mind which can know that. So the awareness which is given by the existence of a thing only is called the chit, chit, satyam jnanam or knowledge or chit in the case of satchitananda. Both are indicating the same thing. So this aspect, because we are human beings, we are using that terminology and only human beings is having that sharpness of the mind to the inquiry into the reality of the things. Then mind has not developed in the case of an animal's plant and in the case of earth and all, the mind itself is absent. That is why they don't show the emotions or the pain and pleasure, etc. But the matter is the same, whether it's an animal, human being or a plant and a, a rock. There is no difference in it. So when the mind has a potency to know these things, we are able to differentiate between the existence seen and the existence itself is expressing its own awareness of existence and infinite is the nature in which it is appearing. So Satya Jnana Manandam Brahma when it is told is that there is that Brahma which is infinite in nature because that is the way only we can express because human mind can express, which is not fathomable as infinite. And human mind has to express it is because I am know it, therefore it exists. So it is from the human mind point of view, we call it as existence, Satyatnyana Manandam Brahma. But it is indicative or Lakshanavritti, we will say that as a science in which these are there. So how does it Effect in the birth and rebirth. This is where the Gita second chapter 16 sloka comes. There can never be an existence of a thing which is never there. Nor can a thing which is existing can never be not being there. The name and form may go through changes, but the existence and awareness and the You know, the presence of that object will never go. And a new thing which is never existent before can become existent. It can be not in our knowledge. It is in the part of our non aware, in our, in a a state of, you know, non apprehension part of it. But it is even that we have to put it in a subset which is called I am ignorant about all those things which I do not know. That doesn't mean they do not exist. The what, are, what is existing or what is not existing is still within my ignorance of the, the specifics of it. But if I to gather all of them into one subset and say that everything falls under my ignorance and what is in my knowledge are the things which are known to me, it will vary from knowledge to knowledge to person to person depends upon the condition of the matter or the mind which the individual is having. Somebody like Albert Jensen has a different thing, Stephen Hawking may have different, you know, each one of it, Shankara may have different, Ramanuja had different, all of them will have different knowledge and uh, thing because that is a quality of the mind. But that doesn't change, the Atma is different in all of them. Atma is neither in nor out, not dividing it, not doing, even by a matter coming up, appearing in awareness. Do not bifurcate or differentiate or localize the Atma. So from rebirth point of view, if you look at it, it is the name and form which is coming up. No new existence is coming up. No, By the death, no existence is going to vanish from the earth. The existence as existence will still remain. It
4: may be in a different form, that's all.
2: Thanks,
5: Arvinduji. Can go ahead. What I would like to ask is this material which we spoke of this you know which exists everywhere in a rock in a tree in a human being in a animal is it this material which goes back so is there a limitation limitation in this material, do we know anything we can we can confirm that it's only that remaining see whatever has to go back because it has to come back so is there a limitation in what the material is
0: no there is no limitation because it's all name and form name and form is what is what is coming and what is going the material per se are not going or coming anywhere. It is it is sarvagadam, so sushma. It is everywhere. In that, the name and form appear. We call it as a matter. When the name and form do not exist, it doesn't mean that it is going anywhere. I'll give you a crude example. Assuming that there is a pond in your courtyard or in a in your village. This rain, it has got filled up. Every utility is happening. People are using it for whatever, maybe washing or swimming, whatever it is. And as summer comes, the water has gone, dried up, the pond has gone, and you can walk across the pond to the other side without getting wet. When the water came, we called it as a pond. When the water is not there, it is not a pond anymore. Now the pond with the water, which a fresh water comes in the next rain, comes up, comes back into life again for serving. Does that mean it is the same water which is coming back again into that? No. Water has no limitation for which you are asking that. So water went out, evaporated, Fresh rain brought fresh water. So when the pond comes and forth goes, we call it the birth of a pond and the death of a pond. But the water which was, because of which we called it as a pond, has never been the same or it can never be restricted or limited to that that expression or the utility of that pond. Same is the case when we say for the Akasha space. If you build a house inside that house, the space, we call it as a house. Or a school, or a hospital, or the space by itself doesn't get divided or by anything. So tomorrow another building comes up, doesn't mean that the space has lost its unlimitedness and restricted to that house. It is the appearance inside the space which is happening, and here the space is the Inside, outside, and even the material with which that the bifurcation, apparent bifurcation, is being seen by us, is also in space, using space, in existing in space. So space cannot go anywhere. Space cannot come anywhere. It is always the red thing. The appearances of school, house, hospital can come up, and it can go back to the earth. Even earth is in space. So where does that these appearances? only name and forms are coming and going. And that is what we think as the reality, then we are not doing the reality of what is the, the absolute reality of existence. And that is where we feel that the birth and death, you know, the body is coming and going. Only if you can shift your identification from the association with the body, you will know that what is your real nature. And then once you shift the locality, Whether the body becomes old or the child, when you were a child also, you were the same eyeness. You didn't have any That eyeness has not become big or small when you became old or middle-aged or even when you die. That eyeness doesn't die. The eyeness was never that of the body. It was beyond the body. It was expressing through the body is a different issue. Like the school is expressing through that part part of the building or the pond is being expressed through that no locality of the water which is available same way the mind when it reflects the awareness the the individuality comes up but it is the reflection of the same universal awareness which is coming in the mind which we become the the individual the entity or the individuality that individuality can come and go, because that is a part of the matter with which the mind is reflecting it. But the source of the reflection, the light or the awareness, which we call it as in the Shastra, Sufrakashata, the self-illumining nature of the awareness, can never be restricted to the one individual or That is why when we say Sarvam khalidam Brahma, it is that universality of things which is which we are talking about. So there is no limitation for it.
5: Thank you.
2: Yeah, I have one last question on rebirth and I know that the whole theme of the Upanishad more and more we will touch on it in the next classes also. Hoping to ask more questions then. But my last question now is, Arbindarji, if you say something like a sukshma is or something will take rebirth, and when we classify it as my, matter and uh, atma so <clears throat> uh, since matter is already left left here so there is a middle layer called adi daivika is it is that to be accepted in advaita terms or uh, what is actually uh, taking an, an uh, 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 what is the element that goes and takes another form like i understand it's called sukshma sarira or something so is that matter or is that that sukshma Sarira is matter or is it some is it atma only kind of thing
0: when
5: may, may i add to this question i think i had the similar question this is okay the, please
0: you can ask that i'll answer to others then
5: thank you what is the difference in nature of atma and material the.
0: okay Sushma Sharira and the explanation of rebirth and everything which is given in the shastras, are to convince people who are so convinced that they are the body. It is anoraniyan Mahiya. In this Upanishad that word will come. It is subtler than the space. The space is also an appearance in that. So, Can anything be Sushma than the space? So Sushma Sharira, the moment you say Sharira, it is localized. It is the feeling of localization in the intellectual or buddhi mind complex, which we call it as Sushma Sharira. But that is part of the buddhi being that buddhi, it is also a matter. Now is matter different from atma? Matter is also not different from atma because matter is an appearance in atma. Appearance when it is grossification is happening, we call it as matter. When it is not grossified, it is in the form of atma. It is in the form of atma. So when when we call it as matter and atma, it is. Expression and a state of non-expression, what is the difference between the two? For example, when the air is there still, you don't see that the air is there, but if the air is there, you are breathing. But the moment it becomes a cyclone or a tempest, the same air when it brings with a force, we call it as a cyclone or a typhoon or a, you know, a, a a thing which is reckoned with. Same way. The awareness, when it grossifies and feels like an appearance, it is not really becoming grossified. It is feeling of the mind, which is feeling that it is grossification is taking place. And this all is because we cannot know that subtlest with our grossified mind and intellect. So we will never be able to grasp it with our intellectual. Neither by the reasoning nor by, you know, churning our mind, we will know what it is because it is that with which knowledge takes place. So it cannot taste itself or it cannot know itself. For explanation of the phenomenon of what we are experiencing, the Sushma Sharira, the matter, everything is being explained separately. So that you know, stage by stage the student can be taken to the stage where he starts seeing or being in that reality. You see it as a wonder of wonder. What is that? It is my own nature. It is that that beingness in which you are wonderstruck and there the I doesn't exist anymore. Even the I dissolves.
5: some people have experienced near near death experiences which they describe as feeling very ethereal and sort of uh, floating in space or something like that does it have any meaning
0: acharya ji every every experience is for an experiencer who is a knower of these things and here what we are talking about, Atma, is the knower of experiences or the perceiver in which or in which everything happens. So even if it is a near-death experience or even if somebody is taking a rebirth, able to reimagine or re- recount his experiences in his previous life, it is all still within the realm of the matter. And all these things are happening in awareness. So, but for us, it is all, you know, such ethereal feelings or out-of-the-world experiences. We give it such importance, forgetting where that things are happening. That is like we are seeing the effect of the scene on the screen, which we call it as a movie, forgetting it is the screen without which I would not have seen the movie. The movie may be either, you know, pleasant or a horrible or a horrific scene. We may get engrossed in the effect of the event in the screen. But we do not see the screen. same way, it is the awareness in which all these out-of-body experience, all, you know, taking rebirth and recounting the past life, all these things can happen. Nothing is impossible because in, in awareness, all these things are what you call a child's game. But those who do not know the truth for, uh, for him, it, this is something, you know, hypnotic or out of the world experience. But this, all of this can be explained from that point of view is that it is in awareness all these things are happening. Anything can happen in awareness. It's because it's all human mind which is
4: projecting all this. Uh, n- n- namaste, namaste good, morning. good morning um, you referred to the that was a phrase when you were talking about the pond um, and I missed it. you talked about the self-illuminating I think you said substance but I know that wouldn't be the, the meaning but what, what was it when you talked about self-illuminating in reference to
0: See, the pond, I said the pond, the water which is coming back into the pond to take the shape of a pond again, after having evaporated, after the, you know, the summer is over, is not restricted to the same water. But because its appearance comes back again, we call it as a rebirth. So all this appearance and the reappearance of the pond coming back, Is it in the awareness of those who are observing the pond?
4: Okay. Um, Is the reference to the pond, did you learn that from your guru? Is that uh, a common um, metaphor, uh, you know, to describe Atman and rebirth and so on? No. That's a good one. Where did you learn it? (laughs)
0: It comes to my mind. I say this is something which I have been observing myself that okay, when I start explaining things, the similes or the examples come. I don't know from where they are coming to my mind. But I uh, do.
4: That's the Akashic I, Jataveda Raj Prasad. This is good, that was good material. I've never heard that before, and that's, that was incredibly insightful, easy to easy to comprehend. Uh, for my limited mind, but it cuts right through the truth of it all It's beautiful great uh great analogy metaphor. Thank you so much for sharing that that those simple you know language is so important it 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 helps cut through you know the messiness of uh of all our prior impressions about about all of it so i'm really i'm happy. Now, if you want we could talk about the uh the robot now, because what well, you said, maybe it's not appropriate but uh i sh- I shared a, a video of um probably the greatest robot that's been created yesterday with Arbind and it's um it, the animation of the facial expressions uh the AI that's built into this now it's it's getting so incredible and my thoughts are that everything all appearances uh in the waking state in the phenomenal world uh are powered by atman i know that you don't like the, that phrase but atman animates uh it all it's the backdrop it's the space in which all phenomenal objects reside so to speak and so in a way that even though the the robot isn't um, part of our natural world there's no biology so to speak it's an appearance in, in the waking state, in the physical world and therefore um, is part of Brahman. Um, there's a difference between, you know, uh, Prasad and the robot, Patrick and the robot. But in what way is the robot uh, powered by Atman?
0: See Patrick, Atman has no desire, no activity, it is it doesn't do anything. We are the one who creating all those things with our own intellect and our own imagination. It is just like does space have to do anything with anything that is happening in the cosmos? It is just giving the substratum for everything to happen it per se itself doesn't have any motivation or any desire to do anything. It just is. Without that, nothing will happen also. That is the beauty of it. And it is that awareness where everything becomes aware. And if awareness is not there, it can never happen that awareness is not there. But hypothetically, let us think that it's not there then what happens? You can't even imagine such a situation. Even that deep sleep of ours where we know nothing, the awareness existed. The awareness of knowing nothing was there. That is the same thing when we, when we trash this body. This mind goes with this body. Nothing happens to me or you or anyone for that matter. The reflection which was happening in a matter which is called the Patrick mind or the urban mind went back to the earth from where it came, and that pond of water will come get to, another reflection will take place somewhere else, which we call it as rebirth. But the, the the light which was reflecting in that mind and the mind which died are the same. The reflection will change, that light the, the light will not change. The source will not change.
5: Can I ask uh, Patrick about uh, this uh, robot and uh, artificial intelligence which you mentioned and what's the difference? And of course, it's very exciting and uh, scary also at the same time. But can that robot reproduce itself?
4: No, it's it's not no. self replicating, so there's there's huge, difference. yeah,
5: that, that's where there's huge depend, differences. That's very huge. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's part days. of it.
4: Yeah, it's part of it. But my question is more Perhaps, um, yeah. Um, yeah. There's there's huge differences, but in the sense that it's an appearance uh in the waking state. It's no different. Um I mean the the book that I'm looking at right now, uh and all of the objects, none of them are self-replicating, and so we don't necessarily, you know, give um, give legitimacy to only those things that you know are, uh, can replicate. And and so my my question and point really is that as an object in appearance, uh, the robot has equal status with all of the other objects. In the phenomenal world, that's I think you know i think an, an important part of it, but it's you know <laughs> they're good questions all the-
5: I just want to add to this discussion that self replicating robots are on their way but santosh it is uh, it is the difference between a cloning and a new new birth new reproduction don't you think so it will be like cloning probably
6: even if it is cloning with the available new artificial intelligence that is coming the clone need not be a exact copy of the parent it can be an improvised version so we are living in a different world but again by the time patrick gets an answer for this robot question I think uh, it will change again a few more times. So just be on the watch out, Patrick.
4: I couldn't hear you, but it might be just mine.
6: No, I just said, like, by the time we figure out this robot question, which is your favorite question, by the time we get an answer, it is going to change uh, quite a few times because the robot technology, artificial intelligence, all are changing so fast.
4: Arbenji what is the difference between, I mean, the fundamental or the, the important difference between uh, a biological uh, appearance and and the robot? It does all of the same things, let's pretend, the robot does that a human does. What is the difference fundamentally in your mind uh, from Nadvaita?
0: Well, Advaita uh, never had a robot for discussion those days so what i am talking is from my own assumption because i cannot call it as an advaitic uh, but from what i have studied i can imagine what will be or what can be an answer from advaitic point of view see the difference between robotic and human being is or biologically is difference between what is what is uh, the rock which we the human beings walk and uh, we we can mold and shape anything which is uh, which is available on a, as a metal material. The robot can only do what human being inst- in instructs it to do. It doesn't have a as of today doesn't have a uh, methodology to think beyond what is being fed into that. The data has to be there for it to access. Now it can accumulate data by methodology of you know its own self feeding systems which they have been developing some of them have developed that were by you know they giving cameras and uh, sound uh, measurement and things like that it can increase its data bank but at the end of the day what happens is that there is a limit of its life unless its battery is replaced or self i mean battery need to be the, just as a human being cannot live for long, the robot also cannot live long. So once that the, the life cycle of the battery is over, it needs a replacement. So, looking from that point of view, both the biological human being and the robotic can come closer to that. But as uh, you know, it was saying that the self-reproduction today may not be seen in the robotics, but robotics are used in the plant and machinery for assembled things. So tomorrow, robotics can be used for assembling another robotics. But at the same time, the data in the storage has to be fed by a human being because robot will not know how what data to be fed inside.
4: That is what where the difference lies. The the other I think fundamental difference is uh, that um, the robot is not powered by prana.
0: Yeah, that's why I said it needs LCT or some sort of a
4: yeah. time mover. But I mean, if I'm, you know, how much I know, so I'm, I'm grasping it, you know. But when we look at uh, the the table, is not powered by prana, is it?
0: Prana is not definitely
4: there in the in the
0: table. Table doesn't have prana.
4: So all life, all biological life is powered by prana and the, let's call it, I'm only using words to help, but the animation feature that the power, the the battery is in all biology is prana in the, in the, uh, in the robot. We have the, we have the illusion that, that it's, uh, you know, that it's alive and, and powered, but it's not really. It's it's an artificial form. And this, I think, the key difference is good. That's
0: right. That, that may be the difference. So- yes.
4: so, yeah. uh,
3: recently, I, I read a news that uh, the chatbots, right? The chatbots, uh, I think it was from the company of Google. Uh, two chatbots started talking to themselves in a totally a different language unknown to
4: human beings, it seems. And uh, suddenly they started uh, disconnecting uh, those chat box, uh operation. So we don't know that uh, they may
2: themselves will be
0: able to reproduce something, which would be difficult for us. If they start doing Ar- that, will it Sorry. be like
6: killing another life form? That will be another question to... Uh, Arbindu
1: I think if the questions yeah. are about the issues, we will close the Upanishads session and then restart for the general discussion on uh, spirituality. Is it okay? Uh, you, are, you are
0: recording it there. Right, right, right. Okay. Uh, we can reassemble for the other questions because this recording we need to stop and we are saving it. So we will reassemble there immediately.